Welcome to the Product Podcast, brought to you by Product School. Here, you'll get fresh insight from the people at the very top of the tech companies who make the products we love. Remember, you can learn product management live online. Visit productschool.com to discover our new certificate path. There, you can also join the world's largest community of PMs and network with the leaders from these podcasts at our online events. There's something happening almost every day. Hey everyone, this is Carlos. I'm the founder and CEO at Product School. Today I'm here with Amir Movafagi, who's the CEO at Mixpanel. Hey Amir. Hello, how are you? Good to have you here. Um, you and I go way back. We've been doing a lot of cool things together. So for people who don't know, Mixpanel is one of the leaders in the product analytics space. And Amir is running the show. But before that, uh, you have a really interesting background, especially for for people in that work in tech, because you come from finance, right? I yes, uh, long, long, long time uh, training in the uh, finance world. Uh, I um, in 2010 uh, moved to Twitter and was in effectively joined Twitter at a time when the company was uh, small enough that your title didn't really mean anything. Uh, as long as you were there, you were solving problems and you'd solve whatever came your way and. That was really the first time things really opened up and I was doing like 20% finance, 80% everything else. And, um, and that kind of morphed into me getting uh, my hands on different functions, different problem sets uh, across the organization. And, um, and that kind of paved the way to, to where I am now. Well, you're, you're very humble. You were a VP at, at Twitter. And now you are, you're working as the CEO at Mixpanel. Before you were the, the CEO, I mean, Mixpanel has been around for a while. I, I was a user many, many years ago, even before I started product school. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about the story of the company and, and how you came on board? Yeah, so um, you know, Mixpanel uh, now is uh, a little over 10 years old and um, actually knew Mixpanel from my Twitter days. Uh, we had to do a lot of what Mixpanel does now uh, in-house because at the time, pretty much the, the different problems of you know, tracking the data, storing the data, analyzing the data were really three fundamental problems that um, there wasn't much of a solution in, in place, a defined solution in place back in 2010. So everyone in the market, you know, from Twitter and LinkedIn, Facebook, all the companies that were scaling um, at that time were building all these things in-house. Um, and it was very expensive, incredibly arduous, and you were spending a lot of, you know, amazingly valuable developer time having to build things that weren't a competitive advantage, right? Um, but, uh, uh you know, I, I, I really believed in ultimately, you know, the, the, the decades that or the years that ensued, you had an incredible amount of innovation and work that went into maturing the, the tracking, um, a lot of great options for where to store your data. But this problem of self-serve analytics, the problem of now that you've gone through this incredible amount of data engineering lift, you've, you've cleaned up, you've stored your data. How do you actually get value out of it? Right. How do you access it? Um, in a way where you can compose your questions and be able to learn from your data in the way that um, was meant to be. And that's been our problem at, at Mixpanel to solve and something that we've really been chipping away at. And um, uh, we've, we've come to a place now where uh, I'm really proud of, you know, just the percentage of questions that we can now truly put at the hands of the end users um, and uh, something that is going to be a, a uh, 
a, a key focus for us, you know, for years to come and an incredibly powerful uh, place for us to focus on. Yeah, I, I remember back in the day when people, companies had to build their own analytics infrastructure because it was, it, and that was the only way to go. And, and I, I'm glad to see that we've evolved so much. And now very few companies would consider that. There are so many really good options out there where you can just buy and integrate with your existing stack. So you can focus on adding value instead of reinventing the wheel. Um, this whole category of product analytics is also kind of new because back in the day, I remember it, the analytics was for the data people or for the engineers. It was a very technical product. And now product managers, marketers, or like basically non-engineers can also use the product and focus on, on getting those insights. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's 100% true, but I also say even for the engineers, right? Like just because you know how to write SQL, or even if you're not an engineer and you know SQL, doesn't mean you want to go spend uh, your day taking the most difficult path to getting the answers that should be a lot easier to get. And so regardless of whether you know you are or aren't technical, the, our role as a company is to just improve productivity and make it easier for anyone to be able to uh, uh, interact with this data in the most um, efficient and, and, and enjoyable path, right? And, and just it should be far, far easier for you to be able to get the answers you need to do your job uh, in an effective way and then be able to collaborate on that, share that, make decision on that data, right? Validate assumptions, come up with new hypotheses. Um, data has like almost, you know, I guess maybe before, um, uh, uh, before we even like big data became a thing, right? After apps and mobile and cloud computing took off, a lot of the, the, the world was like, everyone was an analyst on spreadsheets, right? On Excel, you could, you could, you could pretty much do anything. And there was this sort of like relationship that when big data came into play and you have essentially a, a vast majority of the, the, the most complex set of data is now this app engagement data, all the user interaction data that's sitting on the app. And, um, and, and I think the, the, relationship with data change people moved into this sort of like okay i need i need a another person that's responsible for understanding this data uh making sense of that data and then you get into this like q a format right and I, whether you have an embedded analyst or a central data team um, it makes it very hard for data to become an integral part of your day-to-day -day workflow when you are essentially dependent on this, like I have to submit something, wait for an answer, maybe it takes a week, maybe it takes a few weeks, uh, maybe it takes a couple of days, but you're out of that flow, right? Whereas your mind is just trying to answer these set of questions that are sequenced, right? There's not, it's not just one question, it's like 20 questions that comes out of that first one. Um, and so our, our work is essentially how do we make that possible for you to be able to go get that a type of relationship with your data that allows you to actually fold that into your day-to-day -day execution. Uh, that's something that I, I see every day with product managers. I, I remember when we had to ask a question to a team, data engineering, and, and wait for them to give us the answer. It's almost like they were the gatekeepers of the information. Now we can go, we can log in, we can ask a simple question in simple terms, not even in SQL, as you said, and get the insights that we want. And I think making things, empowering teams just to be more self-sufficient, to have access to data, is ultimately leading them to, to make better decisions, right? And, and move faster. So how are you thinking about the future of the industry in general? We're going from a place where now 
people have access to the information, but still they have to do certain heavy lifting to, to make sense of the data. So how can we make sure that those teams can also understand the tool and, and feel comfortable with it? Yeah. Um, I think for for the most part, one of the th- one of the greatest things that's happened in in our ecosystem is there has been so much uh, really really smart, great entrepreneurs have been innovating in all different parts of the ecosystem, um, and I think the the some a lot of the problems are the new kind of set of data um, solutions that people are putting together. Um, have honestly been, it's been a paradigm shift from um, back when you you essentially had a limited options of, of what was on the table in terms of things that you could go stitch together from what was available to you in the marketplace and you had to build a bunch of stuff in-house. Today, there's incredible options for the way in which you can set up your tracking, right? And there's amazing seed companies that are focused on the, you know, the CDP space with Segment and Particle. You have incredible... Uh, up, there's up and coming amazing companies on the infrastructure side, like Rudder Stacks, a really exciting startup, um, uh, and and catering more to data engineering and kind of focusing more offerings around the cloud data warehouse. Um, and then honestly, the way Snowflake and BigQuery has been um, have evolved over the last few years, um, the cloud data warehouse is is so much more powerful than than it was you know just a few years ago. And you have these these amazingly exciting tools um, like census and and uh, that the reverse CTL tools that are making it much more seamless for pulling the data out of um, the data warehouse uh, and then there's been obviously an insane amount of innovation just on data you know uh, transformation governance within the data warehouse um, and I think the this what is essentially allowed for everyone, is to really focus on what they're good at and not have to create these incredibly complex, um, you know, bundled solutions or like building horizontally for like if because the temptation is mixed panels focus on self serve analytics and if we're dependent on A B C and D, the fastest way is just go build it ourselves, right? But it takes a long time. It's distracting and it's not our core value. Um, and what we've really enjoyed has been the just the amount of innovation and 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 the way that our ecosystem has evolved um, is just more and more and more over the last few years as a company we've just been laser focused just on self serve analytics because now it's so much easier to have well governed quality data coming into Mixpanel with the work that teams have already done in terms of cleaning up putting data into the warehouse and now just looking for self-serve UI to be able to go draw those insights. Um, so I think that that as a way that my, my view is uh, this best of breed um, ecosystem that's going to build around the cloud data warehouse is just beginning. And we have an incredible uh, decade of, of, of innovation that's going to come in uh, with 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 all of the things that are now possible to do with a clean, well-governed, and easy to extract data from BigQuery Snowflake. That's a key strategic decision. I've seen companies growing horizontally and trying to become a platform and tackle every single use case, while I've seen others that focus on being one particular thing, but also being very easy to integrate with others, so to give more flexibility to the teams to build their own stack. And it seems like you chose to focus on self-service analytics and allow easy integrations. Yeah, that's 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 the 
that's very much the, you know, I mean, and I, like I said, it, it, the decision, it just comes down to what's, what is available, what's the best for customer, right? Like that's usually the best strategy you can pick is what is the, the ideal configuration that you would recommend to a customer. Um, and right now, I think what you can do with this modern data stack and these players that I just, some of them I, I just mentioned is incredible. I mean, you can, you know, really, uh, uh, for new st for startups, you know, like the the stuff that Fivetran, you know, DBT, Fishdown Analytics, like all of like you look at the who's the fastest, biggest adoption of these tools. Um, it's startups because they don't have a baggage, right? They don't have a history of accumulated, you know, debt, um, and so they they see the solution. I like, go, oh my God, this is no brainer. I'm gonna go implement A, B, and C, and I'm done. Um, but uh, but you know, for for everyone else, you know, it takes a little bit of kind of like, okay, we got to go through some change management. We got to rethink, you know, the architecture and it's a heavier lift. So naturally uh, there is a market for the bundled approach. And even though it's not ideal, you know, there, there'll always be someone that just wants to say, how do I just go from a bundle to a bundle solution? Totally. Like you won't see a, a startup today that goes for a one-stop shop solution. Even though it sounds great from the outside, the reality is that it gets you stuck so quickly. That, that it doesn't scale. And yeah. I personally went through that pain and I promised myself not to do it again. Yeah. So, yeah. Amir, what's your day-to-day -day like? Like, Tell me a bit more about your, the status of the, the company when you joined and, and the, the company today and how you've changed as a leader. Well, so I think, um, you know, my, my, my uh, simple answer to the, the, the obviously a very, very broad question is I think for, for the most part, as CEO of the company, you're, you're setting a direction, right? You're setting a vision for the company in terms of where it's headed. And then your day-to-day -day is, is, is the how, right? And the how is in what do you prioritize? How do you sequence the, the, the different problems that you want to take on now versus, you know, what you want to solve later? Um, and then the second part of the how is in the culture of the company, right? How do, how do people work together? What are the things you value? Um, and I think the combination of those, those two things then helps you essentially keep marching toward um, the ultimate vision of the company. Um, and, and surrounding all of that is your, like, your purpose, you know, like, why are we doing this? Right? Why, are we, why, why are we headed in that direction? And why are we, you know, prioritizing these things? Um, and I think being very deliberate in, in communicating that why um, is, is, is really the job, you know, and, and, and um, I've, I've learned in uh, my, my change, I guess the biggest change for me has been just the amount of uh, appreciation of just the amount of the importance of that transparency, um, the effect of the communication. Um, you know, you're constantly making decisions and you're going through changes and, um, there's a, a, this, this huge uh, value, incredible amount of, amount of value in just doing it transparently and communicating effectively through all that. Um, and that's, that's been probably the biggest area for, of, of how I've been able to observe, to take feedback and just evolve as a leader. So if, if I were the, the head of, of your assistant or chief of staff and I were to take a sneak peek at your calendar, yeah. well, how would you structure your, you know, week or month? Yeah. Um, so a good, 
a portion of my time is just meeting with my team, right? I, I, I definitely the the ability to connect and make sure that as a as an executive team, um, with we're, we're we're on the same page. We know what problems we're trying to solve, uh, what we're trying to prioritize. Like that that is a huge part of the the my how I spend my time. Um, the second is just having enough uh, space to be able to actually objectively look at inputs. Um, that are coming in either through uh, observing data, right, understanding data points, um, both quantitative, right, uh, through mixed panel, but also qualitative uh, through uh, customer calls. You know, uh, we get we get MPS, you know, qualitative feedback. Um, I try to really study as much objective data as possible. So the the inputs I have into my own decision making is very much the the qualitative as well as the quantitative bits of what's happening in the business, um, and I look for validation. Right, we have a bunch of hypotheses that we we we're, we're taking into consideration as we evolve the product, as we evolve to go to market execution, and um, the, the the thing that I want to create essentially is this objective loop on uh, being able to understand whether we, we're, we're doing the right things and, and being able to get validation on that as soon as possible so that we can course correct or, or, or continue to do more of what we're doing. And I can imagine you, you drink your own champagne and you smell it at home. <laughs> it's, 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 you know, like, look, but, but, but like the, the candor is we've gone through a lot of the same. We've intentionally want to feel the joys and the frustrations that our customers face. Um, and we want to create this authentic inside out brand that essentially, you know, I mean, I'm sure you see it. Like, most companies want to have a very um, extremely positive, like perfect view of themselves, right? Unveiled to the, to the rest of the world. Um, I think we're, for, for us, like authenticity matters more. And, and so being able to actually really reflect who we are um, I think shines through in the way that we're able to enable these things for our customers because we're living them, right? And we're, we're seeing those challenges and we want to expose and open those up. Um, so some of the things that we're actually starting to think about is how do we actually take a lot of these learnings and open it up as content to, the, to, our, to our audience? Um, and, uh, and that'll be another kind of sprinkle of just openness and sharing our own challenges have, of overcoming these problems over time. That is that is huge. I, I resonate with what you said because I went through that internal transformation, if you will. I had this misconception around as a CEO, I have to know it all and I have to wear this superhero cape. And when I was able to just be vulnerable, open up and I, I, I say, I don't know this and, and become more of a facilitator than, than just the, the person who's supposed to give all the answers that opened up a lot of possibilities and empowered you know, the next generation of leaders, because like I always say for a team that this is much bigger than, than ourselves. We're, we're here for the long term. And and it's important to also even involve the customers, as you said, so they are also part of this, this journey. Totally. Partners, customers, employees, you know, they're, they're all in the, uh, they're all impacted. In, on that note, I'm also very proud of our latest collaboration. We created the, the product analytics certification and we made it available for everyone, which is something that makes me very proud. Yeah. So now anyone from anywhere can learn more about analytics and thank you for also providing so much um, credits for, for people to also be able to use your, your product for free. Of course. Yeah, look, I mean, obviously we, you know, the, the, our intent is to 
put the power of self-serve analytics for everyone. And, you know, and we want to earn the ability, obviously, to have many of them over time become customers and, and, and help us grow. But uh, in the end, the substance-driven part of this is just put the power of the knowledge in the hands of users, what we're capable of, what things we can solve together. And the collaboration has been amazing because it's not just the, the, what the technology opens up, but the, the way to think about where do you start asking these questions. Um, and uh, we've, we've, we've really enjoyed working with you and your team, Carlos. It's been amazing. So, Amir, obviously we are all in education. I needed to ask you this uh, as a lifelong learner. Like, how, what, what are you excited about learning these days and, and how do you carve out time for it? Uh, well, I, I, you know, when I'm not busy at, at, at Mixed Panel, I've got three kids. Um, I've got a, 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 a nine-year-old daughter and a soon-to-be five-year-old son and a soon-to-be two-year-old son. So we're, we're, uh, uh, I've gotten quite passionate about um, actually education for them and and just kind of more broader uh spent a bit more time getting myself familiar with the our, our public school district here uh in Marin county where i where i live and um and it's been um I, i'm trying to one of the things that i i've i've really believed in is both kind of like a sense of um responsibility to get more involved in our community and just participating proactively and um and 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 then also just like it's a huge area of passion for me in terms of you know what 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 an what is like the one thing that you you know we could do to participate in and if we could essentially help with more kids be independent thinkers you know critical thinkers um i i i view that as such an incredibly powerful you know impact on society and um i'm trying to kind of at a micro level uh do my part you know to the extent that i can Um, so that's my, like, that's the area where I'm trying to learn more, uh, educate myself and just be more involved in, uh, at, a, at a local community level. Me too. And, um, for, for people, for older kids, um, that are actually getting to job market today, or even they are already there and they're curious about learning more about building products. What are some tactical things they can do right away in order to not get stuck? So I missed the last part. In order to do not get stuck, you know, we get a lot of people yeah. who are like, yeah, I want to be a product manager. I want to be more data driven. But yeah. then they see this kind of too far away. How can they kind of get some quick win? Yeah, I think, look, the, the biggest, I, 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 this, is, this is like my general orientation of like where to get started. Uh, I think in, in, in the grand scheme of things, um, it's always helpful to start with the, the why. Like, what are, you, what are you trying to do and why? Right. And, and uh, what is that? What is the ultimate effect you're trying to have in, 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 in the, the, the thing that you're the, a part of the application or the part of the experience that you're tasked with, right. That you own. Um, and I think the, my, my always like um, starting point is then you need to kind of form some idea, either validated through your observation or your intuition that you think is going to cause, create a better experience. Right. Um, and, and then the, the way to leverage data is either go craft those hypotheses or validate them. Right. But if data is, is, is in neither part of, then you have no objectivity of whether you're making a difference, right? You're actually improving the user experience. You're actually improving that, app, uh, that specific, you may own a little part of the journey. You may own a big part of the journey, but whatever it is, 
just be very intentional about what is the goal or outcome that you're trying to drive toward um, and then be use data as a way to objectively measure whether you really are making a difference. And um, the more simple, the better, right? People get stuck in, in, in creating these complex models or trying to be very, very sophisticated. Uh, and, 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 in some and sometimes it gets lost. The actual truth, the core foundational piece gets lost. So the more you can simplify, uh, the easier it is to explain to someone what you're trying to do and why and, and how you're measuring that. Um, is always a good, good, uh, pro, you know, is, is always a good measure, right? If you can't explain it or if the people you don't understand it, then it's go back to the drawing board and, you know, give it, give it one more shot. That's one of the things that gets me excited about these data visualization tools that really help me with the story. Because when you got so deep into data, everything makes sense, right? I, I'm sure you are, you, you love your spreadsheets and they all look fantastic to you. But like, if we take that to a designer, they're like, what is this? And being able to apply design and design thinking principles to something as raw as data can really make a big difference. Yeah, 100%. So, um, well, this is everything that I, I wanted to discuss with you, but I, want, I always like to ask the final question, which is, um, what does the future like for, for Mixpanel? Yeah, uh, I think Carlos. For us, uh, you know, one of the biggest things that we've we focused on as a company has been uh, how do we make the most complex data set um, and make it incredibly easy for anyone to go navigate it, learn from it, right, and and weave it into their their day to day workflow. Um, the thing that we're now really focused on is how do we layer on, uh, con continue on that journey, and make it, you know, if it's from from where it is now, from 10x to 100x better, right? In terms of uh, comparison to what you were living with in BI, you know, having to do all these things in SQL. Um, on the on the second part, we're really really taking advantage and of of the incredible innovation around us, um, and we're going to be making it much much easier for you to essentially augment your product engagement data with your business data, right? So you're trying to understand your business's impact on monetization. Um, the relationship between different parts of uh, the, the data that's getting captured in your business applications and stored in your data warehouse. How do you much more e seamlessly layer that into Mixpanel so you can unlock a whole new wave of set of questions you can ask with ease, with data that's already been governed, cleaned up, and now you can essentially join and, and be able to really unlock the value of the product, not just for engagement data, but also um, the, the, the business data that you're capturing other SaaS applications. Um, so we're super uh, excited. We've already started on that journey, but you'll, you'll see a lot of exciting stuff coming out in the next few months that will uh, further deliver on that vision. Thank you for listening to the product podcast. If you like this episode, don't forget to leave a review on iTunes. For more product insights, head over to productschool.com.